0: Okay, we are in Sefer Nechemia, Perek Aleph, Pasuk Aleph, Divrei ben Chakaiya. And to say that this Sefer Nechemia is complex, confusing, uh, very contradictory would be an understatement. You start from the Gomorrah in Sanhedrin, Lamed Ches Amud Aleph, and let me read it to you. Zhubavel Shenizra Babavel. The individual called Bavel is called that because his seed was planted as if he's literally conceived in Babel. Umashmo, but what was his name? Nehemiah Ben. Chachaya. Well, how could that be? In other words, we're saying that Zerubbabel and Nehemiah are the same person, or the Gomorrah is saying that. It is impossible. For one, we know that Zerubbabel is a direct descendant of David, who was chosen therefore to lead the first wave to Israel uh, in the time of Koresh's proclamation, which was 35 years before the events that are in today's period. So that it does not make sense. Nehemiah would have been a very old man at this time. Moreover, if Nehemiah is Babel, what is Nehemiah doing in the city of Shushan, being the king uh, Daryovesh's wine taster? It just does not make sense. So the Mefarshim are unanimous, nearly unanimous, or Rambam, or even Ezra, that they are separate individuals, and the greatest proof you have is in the Psukim. It says rubavel and it says separately Nechemya. So it's not the same person, but it's an initial source of confusion. Two, there are sources that say Ezra, which is immediately before Nehemiah in Kesuvim, wrote Nehemiah. There are equally independent Mepharshim who say Nehemiah wrote Ezra. Which is it? We argue, it? I'm sure we're, we think that it's Ezra actually who did write both. Three, Ezra is one of the only, if not the only, safer in Tanakh that is written in the first person. As one says, it's like an autobiography. Another says it's like a diary that the man kept. It is written completely in the first person. Next question, Nehemiah, as an intimate of the king, is called back to deal with certain emergencies in Judea. Question is, where's Ezra? Ezra is charged with both civil, religious, political responsibility for the group in Judea. We know he's alive because he will make an appearance later in Nehemiah. Why isn't Ezra handling this? The answer often given is that Nehemiah's challenge, as we're going to see, is militarily here. It requires an army. Ezra did not have that mandate save them a fortune. And so you needed Nehemiah, who was in the king's court and he was in the king's court at the highest level. He was officially the cupbearer to the king which means he's also the wine taster and interestingly enough Nehemiah has a special heter uh, permission from the Rabbanim that he can have the wine or touch the wine that is normally... Um, impermissible as uh, Stahmyayim. He can do it because he has this exalted jaw. So in any case something happened. Ezra had gone back approximately 13 years before this chapter starts. You saw how skillfully he um, takes care of the intermarriage crisis and begins a period of divorcement from the assimilationist tendencies that the Jews in Judea had. In those 13 years from Ezra's battle against intermarriage and Nehemiah getting this terrible news we're gonna see he gets, something terrible happened to the Jews in Israel. We don't know. We can't even make head or tails of it. Some unfortunately say this might have been pushed back by the traditional enemies like the Shomronim who resented the um, violence of separating the intermarries or of now Divorcing themselves from assimilationist tendencies with the people who lived in Israel. So there's something happened, we're not quite sure what it was. We know Nehemiah, being ideally located in Bavel or Paras, has to intervene with the king, or Israel is going to be in real, real danger. So the question we see all these confusions as to who Nehemiah was, who really wrote Nehemiah, why is Ezra so completely omitted from the mix? But in any event, something disastrous happened, which calls for a delegation to head to Shushan Habira and petition Nehemiah to himself, petition the king, and to come straight to Israel as fast as he can. So. Let's pick it up there. Divrei Nekemiah ben Hakaya vayehi Bachodesh Kislev Shnat Esrim. It is the twentieth year. It doesn't say the twentieth year of what, but we assume it's the twentieth year of Jaliyovesh. And since we know Ezra takes on the assimilationist in the um, uh, seventh year of Daryovesh we do the simple math and it's 13 years of elapsed, so it's Kislev Shant Esrim I was in shushan habira, I was serving the king and in the top level as his wine bearer echad and Hanani came, one of my brothers, not literally his brother, read it as one of his colleagues, comes to see him in the city of Shushan Habira. Um, and now he comes. He, as we're going to see, is coming to get Nehemia A intervene and B get into Jerusalem to solve the situation. But Nehemia continues in that autobiographical first person, and so I ask him, "What's happening? What news do you bring from Judea? Uh, who are those that are there? Who are dwelling in Jerusalem?" By Yomuli, he answers me. Hanisharim Asher They are in the midst of a terrible calamity. Uberpa, a humiliation. What is it? The walls of Jerusalem. The temple is intact, but the walls of Jerusalem are breached and its gates are set aflame. This was apparently part of the calamity that these nations, say specifically the Shomonim and other traditional enemies, had now inflicted. So here's the question again. Okay, isn't this a job for Ezra? The breach in the walls, the the bursting into flame? That's Ezra's problem. He's there. He's brought political power, military Um, rabbinical power he is the leader both of church and state as it were let him do it so why are they coming to Nehemiah and when i heard these things yashakti the first thing before i'm going to the king i am praying we've seen this before yashakti i sit the Evke, I cry. The Es I mourn. Yomim, days. The Ahit Sam, I fast. Umispale lithne Elohea Shamayim. And pray before the God of heavens. The Omar, and I say, Ona Hashem Elohea Shamayim, Ra'el Hagado, Hanorah. You and this is the preface in the Shmone Esre, you notice that what's missing is Ra'el Hagibor the Hanorah, implying that in this case, there is a shortage of grorah, that the Kaddish Marechul hasn't done anything to defend them. Uh, but I pray to the Kaddish Marechul, Shomer HaBris He who guards the covenant and the mercy to his followers and those who follow his commandments. Zihin ha'aslecha kashevet v'inecha pesuchos l'smoa el tzfilas avdecha Listen, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, may your ears be attuned, your eyes open to listen to the prayer of your servant Asher Anoki M'sfalei L'fonecha Yomam V'Layla, that I am praying before you today and tomorrow, apparently, the prayer is a day, a night, and a day. Israel I on Israel, your people. I am confessing. We know that vidui is the essence of repentance. I am being. Repentance of those sins, B'nai Yisrael, Asher Chotanu, he links himself to B'nai Yisrael, as we do, Kol Yisrael, a Zebozeh, Ba'ani ubeis abi chotanu, and I and my father's house have sinned. Chavo Chavamullah, we have wounded you, we have not listened to them. Visa as that you have commanded Moshe. Going back to Moshe, Remember what you promised Moshe, your servant Lamech, saying, if you betray the kadesh Baruch Hu, I will scatter you among the nations interesting thing that is the exact Lashon in Zavarim we see that Mechemia borrows very heavily from the actual Pasuk in the Torah and that's what he said you have said it you've fulfilled your, your promise but continues Kaddish Baruch when speaking to Moshe but it You return to me If you were as far flung away from me as the heavens I will gather you I will gather you back to the place I have chosen To dwell and plant my name Again, an exact quote from Devaru These are your servants that you yourself redeem with your strength and your strong arm in Egypt. Ana Hashem, please, Kodesh Baruch Hu, sehina as necha kashavo el tvi las abdecho. Let your ears be attuned to our prayer el tvi las avadecho, and to the prayers of your servant, ha chafitzim liyuro eshemecha, v'hatslicha nola abdecho hayom, who wish. To express their year for your name and want salvation for your children, to give us in compassion Ish It's very interesting. In front of this man, the Ani Hoyisi Mashalamela. In other words, strengthen me so that when I go to this man or Ish Hazer, he's referring to Jayvesh. But interestingly enough, we say he lifts him verbatim. This comes from when Yaakov prepares to meet Esau. And he prays the Kaddish Baruch Hu, Usnehu l'rachamim l'fnei ho'ish'aze. Give Esau compassion, ho'ish'aze. Identical language. And now, the ha'yisi mashke l'melach. Now he is saying, And I am second in command to the king, meaning that now, having completed the prayer, my task is to go before the king on behalf of the people, begging Rachamim and begging a solution to this terrible calamity that has befallen them. What happens, how it is accomplished, again, seemingly without Ezra will be the subject, 8.45 a.m. tomorrow, be there, you will not want to miss it, I can't.